What's up, everyone? I am Brittany, and welcome to One Hot Mess. So, today we're going to be talking about how your thinking creates your reality, and also what cognitive science has to say about how we experience life. There are a lot of people who are offended by the idea that we create a reality. They see it as a version of blaming the victim. Nobody asks for bad things to happen to them, and I couldn't agree more. But as someone who has been trying to help people change their thinking. Well, I can also say that I couldn't agree more with the idea that we do indeed create much of our reality. Denying this denies your power. So let's just say there's like three buckets in life. Things we control, things we influence, and things over which we have no control. What is not under our control are the many random events of life. The families we were born into, earthquakes, pandemics, illness, job layoffs, the death of loved ones, just to name a few. But these are circumstances that we experience and events that we are aware of. And we influence other living things with our actions. If you walk into a room, see a stranger sitting there, and decide to slap them in the face, that person will surely respond differently than if you had instead smiled. But you don't determine how that person responds. That person could decide to run away, turn the other cheek, or they could slap you back. What we control and where we really start to create our reality is in how we perceive or think about the events in our life that generate our feelings about those events and how we subsequently respond with our behavior. No one can choose your thoughts or actions. Those are yours alone. If your significant other breaks up with you and your thought is, I will never find anyone else to love me again. Then you will likely experience some very negative emotions like depression. And you're likely to engage in behaviors consistent with these feelings. Such as staying in bed. If on the other hand, your thought is, I'm glad this loser is out of my life. Then you're likely to feel and act quite differently. You choose which thought to think. Now, here is where the creating part gets really serious. Your thoughts. If you think them over and over and assign truth to them, become beliefs. Beliefs create a cognitive lens through which you interpret the events of your world. And this lens serves as a selective filter through which you sift the environment for evidence that matches up with what you believe to be true. For example, if the belief you form when your partner breaks up with you is, 
I'm not attractive enough. And then you go to a party where 10 people tell you that you look great. And one person says your outfit is interesting. Well, you're likely to go home and fixate on the interesting comment. You might think other thoughts consistent with your beliefs, such as, why do I always pick the wrong thing to wear? I have no style. Other people dress so much better than me. I must look like a loser. No wonder my ex dumped me. The other 10 people who said you look great might as well have not existed. You only took in the evidence from the environment that was consistent with your belief, which then can reinforce your original belief that you're not attractive enough. Because the brain's selective filtering system, often referred to as priming, works on an activation. When the brain is primed by a certain belief to look for something, it shuts down competing neural networks. So you actually have a hard time seeing evidence to the contrary of an already existing belief. That's why people who are depressed see a more depressing world. It's also why you're so convinced that your view of the world is the truth. And what most people don't realize is that they are participating in creating their own version of the truth. What you take in from the environment through your belief filter becomes your self-concept. And your self-concept is made up of I am beliefs about who you are presently. And I can believes about who you are capable of being in the future. From these I am and I can statements, you create stories and narratives about who you are that tell yourself and other people all day long. I am not good enough. I am not lovable. I cannot do it. I am smart. I am capable. I can achieve my goals. You are the main character in your story and you write the script based on your self-concept that is largely self-centered. You write the story of what you think is likely or possible based on what you believe is true and then you take actions consistent with those expectations. When you act on what you expect will happen before it actually happens, you participate in creating the experience. So if you don't have a positive self-concept and you fear rejection when you go on a date or go to a job interview, you're not likely to present your best self by acting calm and self-confident. You're likely to be anxious and act in a way that is more likely to result in rejection. Hence, the self-fulfilling prophecy. And we act in ways likely to bring about what we believe is true. That is very, the very definition of creating your reality. You are participating in creating your reality whether you know it or not. There is nothing magical or woo-woo about it. It is simply the way our brains operate. When you deny, reject, or are unaware of this, then you have very little power and will feel like the victim of your life. 
But with awareness comes choice. When you start to understand the process and make it work for you, now you are empowered to be in charge of the life you create. Will there always be things that happen that are outside of your control? Yes, that is guaranteed. But what you do control is how you think and feel and what you do about those uncontrollable events well that is how you shape and create your life there are always people who thrive in times of crisis is it because they are lucky most likely it's because they choose to see opportunity as opposed to disadvantage is it easy to break out of autopilot and take charge of this process no The more difficult your life has been, the harder it may seem at first, but it is doable and it's like anything else. Once you get the hang of it, it gets a lot easier. And since it's your life and no one else will ever be as invested in it as you, it's probably at least worth trying. Okay, so anyway, we're about to go over some tips to... Start bending your reality and living happy right now. Of course, be grateful for what you already have. If you focus on what you lack, you lose what you have. If you focus on what you have, you gain what you lack. A change in your perspective can change your reality. It's easy to get into the thinking That your job may be getting too difficult or that you're not good enough for it. Instead of looking at your job as a burden, you can choose to be grateful that you're able to provide for the ones that you love or that this is your chance to improve your skills. Okay. And creating your own reality, it will require hard work and perseverance and it's not easy, but it is worth it. And the most effective way to go about it is to tap into your personal power. You see, we all have an incredible amount of power and potential within us. But most of us, we never tap into it. We become bogged down in self-doubt and limiting beliefs. We stop doing what brings us true happiness. And studies have found that through visualizing an outcome in your mind, they will be able to experience it in real life. Visualization benefits not just attaining one's life goals, but also helps in improving our physical health. Athletes have also been known to use this method to visualize their success in their sport. This is the power of the mind at work. The mental practice of visualizing what you want. It will help boost your confidence and enhance your mood as well. You need to think fast and act slow. Like when someone accidentally eats a snack you've been saving for yourself. A common reaction would be to get mad at them. Then you might start becoming more possessive over your belongings because you no longer trust people. This is a reactive mode of thinking. So instead of reacting this way, 
try slowing down. Catch yourself before you say or do something truly harmful. When you take a moment to allow them to apologize, it can restore your faith in people. It shows you that not everyone is bad and people make mistakes. And you need to understand what's out of your control, okay? There's no use in getting mad at the clouds for raining on your day out or getting stuck in a traffic jam. Doing so will only make you believe that the world is truly against you when in reality it isn't. Uh, There's just things that are within our control, like our response to the situations that we find ourselves in. And when you understand what is and isn't directly in your control, like traffic and rain, then you learn to let go of your anger at the world. You can't do anything about it anyway. Take small steps out of your comfort zone. Our comfort zones, they tend to shape our entire world We do more of the same type of job or we talk to more of the same kinds of people. Living within your comfort zone, however, makes the world feel smaller than it really is. So taking a small step outside of your comfort zone, like enlisting in an online course on a subject that you're not familiar with or speaking to someone that you wouldn't normally talk to, it will expand your reality. Your world will expand with more job opportunities or more people to connect with. Discover what you truly want. All success is subjective. If you don't know what success looks like to you, then it will be difficult to know when you have actually achieved it. Is it having a family of your own, having your own business, or simply being able to give back to a community that helped you in your times and needs. Defining your idea of success, it changes the way that you see and interact with the world. You no longer see those that succeed and those who didn't. Instead, you start looking for opportunities to achieve your own. And try to be aware of your emotions because our emotions tend to cloud our vision. When we're angry, We see the world around us as if it's against us, so we get defensive. When we're excited after the person that we like says hi to us, we see the world as being full of positivity, so we're kinder. And when you reflect on your life, be aware that your emotions play a substantial bias towards how you see it. Question your beliefs. How we were raised affects the way that we see the world around us. When you have been nurtured in an intense household, that can skew your worldview. It might make you see the world as harsh and intense too. And that's why it's important to take a step back from your beliefs. Question it. Try to see the world as it is without your emotions and memories, and that will change the way you perceive your surroundings. Also, modify your language. 
Henry Ford once said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Saying that you don't have time to commit to pursuing your passions will only make you believe in it more, making your dreams that much farther away. So instead of saying, I don't have time for that, you can say, that is not my priority at the moment. It's almost identical, but completely changes the reality of your time. So while creating your reality may be exciting, it should be practiced with caution. You might accidentally overstep your boundaries or get too confident with the abilities that you fail. It helps to also find people that you trust that will keep you grounded when you get too excited. All right, guys. So there is some tips on creating your reality. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Please make sure to hit that follow button, guys. Have a beautiful day, and I'll talk to you next time.